Welcome to Real Talk. We are Homefield Group at Royal LePage. I'm Kathy Dawson. This is Rick Lobb. And today we have special guest with us, Mike Bowler from Huron Home Inspections. Welcome, Mike. Well, thank you for having me. So in a previous po- podcast, we discussed the home buying process. And today we're going to speak a little more specifically about the home inspection. So we're going to ask Mike a few questions about the home inspection process. Mike is a licensed home inspector in uh, Huron County. So Mike, what parts of the house do you look at? We kind of break the house down into about 10 or 11 sections, depending on each house. They're all all a little different, of course. Um, I like to start on the outside, so we would cover that under the exterior. Uh, Then there's a roofing section. Uh, then we, when we move inside, there's attic insulation, there's interior, uh, there's of course plumbing, electrical, uh, and then we move into heating or cooling as well. And with each one of those sections, you'll see a, an information page in the report that is descriptive. Uh, and then you would have a recommendation and a limitation section with each one of those categories too. So the report would end up somewhere in the 20 to 30 page range, just depending on size of house. The last, uh, the last time we were talking about this in the last episode, we were sort of saying that um, these inspection reports offer value as a maintenance manual for a house. Yeah, is that correct. still the case? It is, yeah. Um, there's a, there is a portion of that built into the back if you kind of follow through and read into the end. And then it, it, uh, there will be recommendations on maintenance brought into the report as well. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's uh, something I would add in that's individual to the house, and then there's also your, your standard sort of click form that you know would kind of cover a, a general um, general feel to each home yeah great and during the inspection are there any specialized tools that you use yeah uh, for the most part it is it's your eyes uh, to be honest with you but we do carry uh, specific tools there's there's different testers for electrical um, and plumbing as well uh, then sometimes you'll get into def, uh, uh, moisture meters, and then of course you guys have seen me with Your the thermal cameras yeah, and, the, and there's there's uh, little thermal cameras that fit on these now. Um, so there's lots of different things we can get out depending on each speci- specific situation and what we're coming across. But usually it starts, of course, visually, and then if you see something that you think needs a little further evaluation or requires something else, then you start digging it a little bit into your tool bag and carrying on from there. Yeah. And typically at the home inspection, present at the home inspection, you'd have the home inspector, the realtor, and the buyer. The home owner is typically not there. Um, now, when you find things, no home is perfect, but when you find uh, issues in the home, um, how does the buyer know um, if it's a big deal? Well, that would definitely be a discussion that would happen during or near the end of the inspection. And if it's something that's, um, you know, what you're calling a big deal, we would probably be talking about it more than once just to make sure that they've got a grasp or a handle on what the, the situation is. And typically when we say big deal, that translates into dollar value as far as costs of repair or replacement right. or insurance concern, meaning you may have issues getting insurance on the home because of this issue. So yeah, big deals are, are usually dollar values. Um, smaller uh, concerns would you know be under $100 fixes, whether it's, you know, a broken light switch or something simple like that, um, you know, into major structural problems would be considered big, big deals, um, you know, uh, maybe coming across some, some issues with asbestos or mold or things like that that can get into, into the thousands of dollars as far as remediation, cost of repair, replacement, 
uh, that sort of thing. Okay, and when these repairs come up, um, do you give an idea of how much things are going to cost? We try to. Uh, if we get into those larger uh, dollar values, then obviously we'd be recommending you that you get some quotes with regards to what needs to be done. But we would definitely discuss costs or where, where we think those costs would end up at that, at that time as well. And then confirming those or getting some solid numbers from, from uh, you know, your professionals in that area. Okay. And as uh, realtors, we uh, recommend a few different home inspectors. When a buyer is contacting and deciding on a home inspector, um, what qualifications do you have? What questions should they be asking uh, the home inspector? At this point, there's no actual licensing in the province of Ontario. There's two main organizations. Um, I'm with the Ontario ACHI. Uh, we are self-regulated, but we do uh, have a set of standards that we must maintain to stay a part of that organization. One is annual training, meaning you have to have so many hours uh, of courses every year. You typically would have to carry insurance so that uh, your, your clients are covered in the event of something you know, um, disastrous. <laughs> uh, there would be a, a certain set of courses that that inspector would have had to become that uh, to become a part of that organization. So they would have had to have some training in, in electrical, plumbing, heating, all aspects of the house. Now, we're not professionals in any of those categories, but there's definitely a mandatory general um, course that's required to have uh, you know, uh, an understanding of each of these sections. And you were coming into this career with a background in construction. Yeah, that's right. Uh, licensed carpenter. So that's uh, kind of exempted me from that portion of um, the, the courses when I uh, first applied to to become a member. Yeah, okay. Great. And when the buyer is making that decision on their home inspector, can you give us an idea of what the buyer would pay for a home inspection report? Sure. Most inspectors are going to fall in that four to five hundred dollar range. Uh, I'm four twenty five, and then of course there's taxes that are applicable to that. Uh, that's where you you would expect to to pay. I think uh, in this area, uh, you know, depending on maybe some travel, if there's. Uh, a bit of a distance to go. Some inspectors will charge a little bit of travel. I typically don't. Um, with the, if I'm within an hour's distance, I usually stay to that 425. Of course, size depends as well. <clears throat> if you're getting in a multi-unit building, um, then there may be a, a, an increase in cost uh, with regards to that as well. That makes sense. Um, now, if the house has a wood-burning fireplace, you mentioned insurance concerns before. Yep. Typically, if there's a wood-burning fireplace in the home, the home insurer will want to see a wet inspection report. Can you tell us what is involved with a wet inspection report and what that might cost? Sure. So a wet inspection is separate from the home inspection. It's a, se- it's a different qualification. Not all inspectors will um, be certified to look at these appliances. Most of them are, but not all. And it's a bit of a... Um, confusion with regards to wet inspection. Uh, wet, you're not actually certifying the appliance that you're looking at. The inspector that's looking at it is certified, so there's kind of some confusion there. Um, you're actually not handing out a certification to the stove or the appliance. You're, you're verifying that all of the standards that it was designed to be used by are met. So whether it's measurements uh, to, clear, uh, to combustibles, or that the installation, according to the manufacturer's specifications, which you can usually find on the appliance, that it has been done according to those specifications. Then when you get into fireplaces that have been built with a home, that falls back to building code and not so much manufacturer specifications. So you just gotta confirm that it is still um, up to code 
and that it's safe to use um, and that nobody's um, changed how it was how it was meant to be uh, how it was built or how it was meant to be built in any way that uh, makes it unsafe so um, with a wet inspection I know that uh, well at least it is my understanding that it's um, wood-burning appliances that are used for an actual heating appliance that need to have a wet inspection. Is an open fireplace, like just a, a wood fireplace, something that also needs to be uh, wet certified? Yeah, if it's inside the home, it would, depending on the insurance company. Some of them okay. don't, right? So everyone, they're all, uh, all different. They all have their, um, their own uh, reasons for wanting something like that. More commonly, I would find that it's wood stoves that, because they are designed to heat a home. Sometimes your wood fireplaces that you've seen in you know century homes where people use them more as aesthetics now. Yeah. Uh, but they could still uh, your insurance company may still ask to have them inspected to make sure that they're they're compliant. Okay, so it's, yeah. it's up to the insurance company right. as to whether or not the wood burning appliance yeah. needs to have a inspection yeah. or a certification or not. That's right. Yeah. And then as far as costs, uh, just to go out and do the wet inspection in, in individually is two twenty five. If you're doing a home inspection and you want to tie a wet inspection in with it, it's just another, it's a hundred dollar fee because I've already traveled to the home and we're there and it, and it can be done at the same time. Right. Okay. That's great. Um, and are there any other things that, uh, any other inspections that might be a little more specialized that aren't included in the regular home inspection that a buyer might want to consider? Yeah, definitely. Um, especially rural properties. You guys have all, all been through this where we've, uh, you know, possibly set up a septic inspection or a well inspection during the home inspection. You can, sometimes you can't always coordinate that to be done at the same time, but that's definitely uh, uh, something I would recommend. I'm sure you, you guys typically would too, a septic inspection. Uh, if we get into a home and we do come across some materials that we, we uh, feel may contain you know, asbestos or something along that lines, then it's not, you can't determine that visually on site. It, the material would have to be tested in a lab to confirm. Yeah. To confirm that it is what we th- suspect, uh, so that that falls into mold and um, you know other hazardous materials that might be present. That's great. Yeah. Well, as realtors, we always recommend a home inspection report. They're a wealth of information, and they're a good guideline for you as a homeowner to make notes in as you make improvements to the home. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us today, Mike. Oh, you're welcome. And for thank me. you everyone for for listening. Again, we are. Homefield Group with Royal LePage. If you want some more information about us, you can look us up online at www.homefieldgroup.ca. We'll see you next time.